and I think the door opens and Rio's not even got the gun up anymore. He's just like literally just like he's got like slung under an arm, just kind of standing there, like leaning up against like the hood of the hood of a or no, I think he's like leaning up against the like the like sitting like vaguely on the trunk of your car. And he's like, is that was that absolutely necessary? I don't I uh, I is it obvious that I am very upset? I would like to know where your friend is. Well, I would love to know that too. Um that'd be great, but he put him down. He is 16 years old. He don't know shit about shit. Put him down. Hey. <laughs> I'm right here. I lift him all the way over my head. Okay. Oh shit. <laughs> Is anyone going to tell me anything about the lab or what could happen in it that would lead someone to no longer being here? It ain't a lab. It, what, you called it a lab? Uh, it's a sanctum. He's a fucking wizard. Some magic shit went down in there. We don't know what. Everyone keeps saying wizard like it more super, more supremely qualifies card tricks and pulling rabbits out there of is, the There is there is literally a coven of weird old witches in town and you think me your goddamn werewolf oh it's so weird that they're talking about a wizard like wizards couldn't exist come on Wayne let him down he's got to open the door I gently put him down <laughs> And I think Wayne's looking out the couch like, God damn it. Uh, he's got like big like, oh, no, I had a party. <laughs> and now my parents are coming energy to him. Um, and uh, he's like, you got to come out. Come on out. He's like, yeah, you've got to you have to exit the trailer to be able to go down into the, the lap or the sanctum. I move the couch. <laughs> And we go outside. Um, I think with like a big heavy sigh, Wayne shuts the door, then he shuts the storm door, then he opens the storm door, and then he opens the door. Um, but he turned... What? I didn't touch nothing. That was not me. Uh, I guess that's a thing that Discord can do now. The sound effects? Yeah, did somebody... Yeah? Oh, did somebody play the soundboard? Um, um, you notice though, Pat, that like Wayne opens the door in a different way. And when he opens it, it now opens into a stairway that goes straight down. that seems to be carved completely out of stone. Um, come on. Uh, Wayne says as he like leads you and Rio down. Um, it's not like, it's not very far. It's like literally like kind of like the, the wit, like the, the length of stairs like down into a basement right but underneath this um oh lost in the shell oh, oh there we go did maybe that did, did you hear me now yes okay yes. we we discovered when my internet drops it plays the sound as it tries to reconnect <laughs> i'm so sorry no random <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, at all. I that's the weirdest, turned it off. 
That's the weirdest sequence sequence of events ever. Discord is weird and bad. Um, um but yeah, like uh basically it's not like a basement though. It it seem it's like a it's almost like a medieval dungeon. Like it's 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 like stacked stones and like a compressed sort of like almost cobblestone door like floor. When you get down there, it's just full of like old book like old bookcases there's like it looks like a wizard sanctum except it seems like somebody has moved a lot of modern equipment down here too also there's a couch with like a tv and an xbox because wayne's down here a lot too um and um uh and and so like rio is like wizard all right And, like, sitting on the ground is, like, like, almost like a crime scene. There's, like, a book that's fallen open. Um, And Rio's like, if you would please not touch the book, we think it had something to do with it. We don't know. We, we don't. Listen, we don't know much. We know that. Obviously, at some point in time. Kiki and Cecily and, and, and Archie were here. Um, probably Shade too. Uh, and they all came here. Uh, but they all, they did not, if they left, they did not leave uh, in their cars. So, that's what we know. And I've been we it, and Wayne and I have been covering for him. Wayne got Archie's day planner and canceled all of his appointments. I called into work for Cecily. Uh, I call hell. I called into work for Kiki. So I didn't know. I don't think that anybody over ain't none of Kiki's like old pack running mates. I've plumbed as many depths as I can trying to get a lead there I don't think it's Nebo because he seems to still be functioning under the assumption that Cecily's around here somewheres um so I don't know does this satisfy your curiosity was this worth kicking in this poor this poor kid's door Yes. All right. Good. I'm actually kind of wishing I had removed more parts of the core structure of his home. In fact, um, <laughs> I think Wayne's like just behind you, like, what the fuck? Why are you being so mean to me? I've never met you before in my life. I'm just a regular teenager. <laughs> I actually turn back to the kid and I go, I just want to be sure you knew for a matter of days now that. Uh, two citizens of your neighborhood had completely disappeared as a result of what seemed to be some weird magic bullshit. And you didn't decide to communicate that with anybody other than the worst pastor in this entire state. Um, and you thought that that would be helpful or productive? Has anyone actually tried getting them back? 
back from... I don't know either, but you're the only person who knows any much more than I do. Did you try anything? I think he, like, kind of, like, looks over me. He's like, the kid don't know. The kid knows that magic exists. He ain't... <laughs> like, he ain't being trained on nothing. And, yeah, I did get tried to do a couple of things. Um, they ain't... The problem is, they're nowhere. They're not gone somewhere. They're not hiding. They're not kidnapped. They're not being kept by nobody. It's like they don't goddamn exist. That's really fucking hard to do. You sound more confused or impressed than bothered. Listen, I have, uh... I, like, in the last, like, six months, I have been uh, kidnapped by college students, beat up a lot, uh, almost murdered by a giant evil snake, and had a, a vampire lady treat me real, real, real rough. So, like, do you think this, this is, uh, this is, like, super out of the ordinary for me at this point? Or, I mean, I'm sitting here talking to you, uh, a werewolf. <laughs> uh, who helped, who helped, uh, me, along with, like, a bunch of other people, fight a bunch of evil monsters in a hotel. So, is this that weird? Not terribly, no. All right. So, we'll figure it out. Like, I... The book is open. All right. The reason I haven't touched nothing is because the book is open. It's open to a page. Which means, in all likelihood, Cecily did something. Cecily touched something. Which I don't think she could cast a spell necessarily, but... You know, we're at a loss here. And it's not great. <laughs> um, but, you know, me and Wayne here are trying to do our best. Thank you for letting me know something. Because now I think I can help you. And... When Pat started that sentence, she was actually very excited, and then she got very melancholy immediately. All right. I'm going to send, I'm going to send a couple of people to help you figure this out. Be patient with them. They are very stupid. Oh, no. <laughs> Why would you do this to me, Pat? <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Distant ska music, a bird makes a noise. Uh, yeah, and Pat gets back into her car. Um, 
<laughs> calls for three former members of the big band to to meet her at this location. Um, and yeah, that's the end of that scene. <laughs> <laughs> Fun. Fun, great. Tight. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, Selma, what are you contemplating? Me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what you're ever talking about. <laughs> so, um, I understand that everyone's gone, but... There's this wonderful little thing that Silma has. And I have an asset of an ancient god. Mm-hmm. And this is also part of the heart of Cass, who's also a person connected to Shade. I'm well aware you can cut any part of this out that you want. But... And I'm well aware, out of character, that the reason why we can't find anybody is because they're on this alternate timeline. Right, right. I think Silma actually has more insider information to this than everyone else because of this deity. Like, she, she's, she knows what happens. Maybe not all of it, but she knows what happens on that alternate timeline. Hmm. And I think that is going to affect her current plan of action. Okay. I, th- I think that Silma is going to try to find the mountain. Is it hiding? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, if, it is? If- if Selma goes to the woods, moves through the woods, tries to find the door to the cave mm-hmm. where she knows it is, it's not there. Just blocked by a rock. This is no girls allowed on the front. No, just just just, just <laughs> flat surface. No path leading to it. Nothing. And this is the same cave that's been here since before Selma was born. Like she's known of this spot her entire life. I think she's just going to walk up to it. And put her hand out. Well, she'll remove her glove. And you'll recognize that there is a snake tattoo wrapped around her. You you can see it kind of coming out of her sleeve around the wrist and then onto the hand itself. And I think Silma goes ahead and just kind of like puts her hand out to touch the stone. Pushes right through it. It's dust. It falls. Oh, it does? Uh-huh. Oh, I was just going to leave a message. <laughs> you still can, but if you touch that wall, that wall is, is, that is a wall of dirt masquerading as stone. 
I think you she can stopped. Leave a message if you'd like. I think she still stops. Then just kind of scoops up some of that dirt and just kind of let it run through her hand. Just fall to the ground. I want to talk. You owe me at least that much. The forest is so quiet. It is, there should be wind for how high up you are. There should be any sort of animal, and there isn't. It is like it's holding its breath. And as soon as you ask that, as soon as you, not to ask it, you, frankly, you demand it. You say, you say that you want to talk. And like there is a, uh, a soft shudder as that dirt facade drops to the ground. And just like, cover like opens up and the you, the tunnel is there you you aren't welcomed in the door was closed when you got here but you can walk in should you please no i don't think Selma's going to walk in she can clearly see that she's not invited. But I think Selma will still leave the message. I like just have a little bit of that dust left in her hand. You know, you think I'd be the one afraid? Having thought a particular destiny, trajectory. Something happened that changed your entire life. You go on building your entire life on it to find out it just crumbles into nothing. Just kind of that's the dirt off of her hands. When you're done being frightened, you know where to find me. Walks away. There, yeah, you you walk. You can hear the distant sound of a crow, just like the a single call. Brandon, do you have any other ideas? Because I have a thing I would like to do with Uncle Nebo. But outside of that, I don't think I have much else. Do you have other things you want to do with the Teamsters? I do not. Okay. I don't think so. Okay. So it'll probably end up being a... Sh like, uh, it's okay. I've got enough material. Um, okay, let me, so here is where I'm at with Uncle Nebo. I think Uncle Nebo, after, I think after, after Selma sort of like, t 
tells the mountain, like, come and find me, right? Obviously, there's, like, a bunch of rumblings going on uh, around town. Um, the, you know, the idea is that, you know, the idea of the faction game is that, you know, if one person knows something, it's a secret. If uh, more people know it, then it's just information. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and... I, who, who does he talk to? Does he want to talk to Selma? Does he want to? Because he can't go physically to the mountain. Because he's stuck on his. You can always write. Yeah. My, my dearest eldritch entity, I write to you. But yeah, the I think maybe he talk. He might. He might. He might sort of. I might split the difference here. I think he first goes to Selma, and I think Selma, um, you are maybe. I think one of your assistants kind of comes into your office um, and kind of says, like, um, Miss uh, Penderin, I, uh, you were, somebody came by with an invitation for you, uh, and they hand it to you, and it's, kind of like it's a short letter like it's much less auspicious uh than the mountains letters but it's basically like uh it's a letter from nebo that's like hey why don't you come up and visit me i'd like to discuss some things with you yeah i think she'll go ahead and go up and do that okay i i will say that um you don't find her at her residence. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it would be more of one of those things of, well, it could be at the residence, but it's more of Silma is filling in for Sicily at the library okay. during this time. So she she finishes putting the books kind of away and checked in, locks up the library door, Oh, right, I and forgot, because you basically, yeah, you, you donated an obscene yeah. amount of money to it. Yeah, well, also, Silma knows what's going on. Yeah. Silma knows why Sicily isn't there. Um, And Silma doesn't have, she has, like, an idea of the alternate, she doesn't have, like, every detail of the alternate timeline, right? Like, it's not a, nah. yeah, okay. Um, she's not omnipotent, omnipotent. Descent. Mm-hmm. Wow, words. Um, but she she has a very decent grasp of what's going on. She can fill in the blanks. She's a smart woman. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I think she finds that letter on her way home, and so she just gets back in her car and heads on up there. Yeah. So. Nebo Mountain, which I doubt Selma has ever been on, <laughs> um, where we see typically Selma in like 
you know, fancy offices or like an extremely modern setting or creepy, you know, creepy uh, caves and such like. Right. This is, you know, we get a kind of like a POV shot from the front of her car. Is she driving herself or she is driven. I think for this, she drives herself. Okay. It's probably safest. Um, uh, like, I, I really honestly don't think view, I don't think I've ever said that Silma has a chauffeur or anyone. Like it just seems like she manages everything herself. Yeah. Just kind of weird. The, oh, yeah. no, no, that's fair. I just was making sure uh, for some reason I was just, you know. Uh, I think that one time she got driven around, but it was when she had that, like, she had her kid with her or her ward or what have you. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that was just for the convenience of a scene. Um, Yes. But. um, But yeah, so it's POV of like winding mountain roads of kind of like buildings that are like houses that are set back. It's very like it's. There's this extremely interesting sort of phenomenon where, like, you'll be driving on, like, a really back country road, and there's all of these barns that are, like, right up next to the road, and it's because they used to be on big sections of property, uh, but, like, when family lands were cut in half by, like, the, you know, by city planning, um, these barns that are no on farms that have never been, that haven't been worked in, you know, maybe even a hundred years, you know what I mean? Like, basically since the TVA moved in and nobody was working land anymore. Um, until finally you come up to this, like, little house. is like a, is not an auspicious house. Uh, it's a rancher. Um, the driveway is a motherfucker. This driveway is like fucking vertical. It's insane. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and at the top of it is just like a little kind of old rancher probably was like, looks like it was maybe built in the seventies. Um, it's kept up well, but it's definitely dated looking. Um, and I think the camera sort of switches, uh, perspectives out of the car and kind of like low and back as like the as a figure sort of steps in front of the camera uh, and you're going to see like an older man um, who uh, is fairly old like he's probably he looks to be maybe in his 70s or 80s to you um, he's wearing probably in this, like, a flannel shirt with, like, a pair of bibbed overalls. And, um, if he's outside, he's got, like, a kind of, like, a work, like, a Carhartt style, like, an older Carhartt uh, style jacket on. Uh, the camera is never gonna see his face. Um, I've not face ever face-cast Uncle Nebo because the camera never shows his face. Um, you see it just fine. Like, this is not, like, he has a weird face that you can't remember. Like, Fair and Hal, you can't ever remember their face when you look at them. Um, but, like, this is just for, like, you know, fun purposes that he, he, he is a kind of faceless entity. Um, but as you get out of this, your car, he, he greets and he's like, Mrs. Benderin, well, it's a pleasure to meet, a pleasure to, uh, meet you face-to-face. Sorry to have had to interact with you through intermediaries on so many occasions. Uh, I'm 
a little tied up sometimes. You want to, would you like to come inside or would you like to, because uh, it's getting fairly like late into the day, or we can, uh, if you want, we can sit on out here and have a conversation. And th- there's like a little porch with like a couple of rocking chairs and such like on there. just kind of nods and uh will accept a chair on the porch i think i think that makes sense and he uh he sits down as well um i called you here because there have been a lot of rumors spreading around that you and an old uh old ally are not Seeing eye to eye anymore. Oh. Well, you know how people like to talk. Uh, I guess I'll uh, be less cryptic with you, Miss Penderin. I've reason to think that. You and the mountain are no longer on the same good terms y'all used to be on. That true? Well, that is strictly confidential. I ask why it pertains to you. Well, me and that old rock, we gotta little bit of a history. We've both been here for a long time. Now, given our last uh, interactions were a long time ago, so it's not as though we have any sort of recent animosity or anything like that, but with things as old as us, cuts run deep. But my real concern is, what if it decides to move against you? Are you prepared to fight it, if need be? You know, I've lived in this town my entire life. We've had many outsiders come in and out through the years. You've seen your share. Yourself. But we've always come together. What makes you think that we'd be against each other? Well... I mean, in a very real sense, we are all outsiders compared to that mountain. (laughs) Uh, It was here long before the rest of us were, but... I think with what has always been going on in the county as of late, I'm afraid it might have shifted mountain's priorities. (laughs) 
I'm also, uh, I'm also worried. I know we talked about previously the asset, as it were, underneath the English Ivy Inn and Resort. I have a concern about what would happen if the mountain were to claim that. It has never been known for its uh, understanding <laughs> of uh, of the ways of the world. Like while it can it can manipulate, it is a it's a primal thing. And I'm worried about the kind of results that so that much more power with the focus and the sort of drives that the mountain has. What that would cause. What sort of disruptive properties that would have for folks around here. A mountain that's been here before anyone else. And what do you suppose that you are giving me advice and wisdom or course of action? Liz, I ain't gonna sit here and try and tell you that I'm somehow wiser or, or smarter than you. Miss Pendern, you are a formidable, formidable person. Uh, though I do have a few years on you, but when it comes to conflicts like this, I've learned a long, long time ago that is usually better to strike first and to strike back. Uh, and a long time ago, I, uh, I discovered, I guess I was told, um, a story, a prophecy by a seer. And it told of a great evil that was coming that would change the world. And part of that prophecy had me as being an agent and protecting this world. And that's one of the reasons why we push so hard against Fair and Hal. Uh, it's one of the reasons why I've been in this area for a long, long time. But also, the longer I've been here, the more I've been around humans, mortals, as it were. Uh the more I've realized that instinct 
ain't the thing to work on. My real worry is that, you know, evil being what it is, being mutable, uh, maybe instead of fair and how it was the mountain that I should have been worried about. That instinct, that kind of primal, raw, naturalistic look at the world. Maybe ain't the thing that should be wielding a whole lot of power. <laughs> that maybe, maybe the mountain is tired of having all these little things living on his back. I don't know. Just calling here to you, just wanted you to come here, talk to you, A, face to face, we hadn't had a chance to do that to begin with. But also to tell you that from somebody who has had a lot of folks who called themselves friends and allies in their life, that uh, those bonds don't last forever. It just kind of nods. Well, I do appreciate your time. You were very kind to give it. Well, you're very welcome. I think and I also, if you're uh, if you're wondering if something does happen, I feel like personality-wise, I would much rather work with you than I would with the mountain. I'm, uh, for you know obvious reasons. Hmm. I see. And I think she just stands up and heads to her car, not another word. Okay. Um... I am, I'm tempted to say that I, I'm caught between if the mountain should speak to uh, Soma at all this episode. <laughs> I think it's funner if they don't, right? Like I'm a little, I'm I'm a little bit there, mm-hmm. but like also I I know that like I know that my 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 good friend here wants wants that conversation. <laughs> Oh, we can still have that conversation at some point. Um, I think, though, it's more interesting to have that conversation after the conflict kicks off. That is that is true. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. The you know, the the room where it happened, uh, like mantra is if you can make it worse, make it worse. (laughs) Well, good news. (laughs) Well, well, no, but I also think it's a good thing, too, because we. 
like, again, you can cut this, but we're building this for the audience and also the players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it makes a lot of sense for the buy-in to be even greater right there at the end. Mm-hmm. It's going to make the conversation juicier. Mm-hmm. And I'm totally fine with the mountain overhearing that current conversation. It, what, what I was debating on is if there should be a letter on your car when you get back to it. And I, I don't think so. I don't think I don't think the mountain's influence reaches on Nebo's. Oh, you're all the way out of that yeah, mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> this there. is big. He's got like, this is my territory. I've been on this mountain for hundreds of years. It's, no, this is my yeah. shit. Yeah. Uh, what could happen is... Um, you know that Silma went there. Oh yeah, and came back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fascinating. Last Fascinating information. Brandon. Anything else from the Teamsters? I hold on. Let me actually. Is it possible for me to gain an asset in this moment? <laughs> narratively possible. What are you wanting to acquire? Anything that allows me to shoot Silma Pendrin in the face. <laughs> hey, I got one power right here that said I'd be love to help you with that asset. Hey, hey, hey. Um, oh. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, because, okay. So you know how like Rio has a gun that can hurt Selma? Like it's the gun that Cecily Mm -hmm. shot Selma in the back with. Yes, yes, yes. I recall this. So (laughs) when the players get back, there's going to be two of those. Oh, because uh, Archie accidentally took the same gun from the alternate timeline with him. Perfect. Great. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Mm. Juicy. <laughs> Juicy. So good. Um, I, mm. So what I will say is you Let's go ahead and uh, roll. Let, let's do the acquire app. Hold on a second. Do, 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 do. That's right. We can roll dice. Yeah. We know how this game works. Oh, wait. Yeah, acquire not assets like not a move in this game. I'm thinking of fucking blade. Like, <laughs> I'm thinking of blades in the dark. You have been on a forged in the dark kick. Are you okay? I know, right? Do you, need, do you need to talk to somebody? Do you talk to your friends and family? Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you need to talk to the void here, okay? Well, I've been, I, it's because we just wrapped up dumb kids playing hero, and so I had to be, like, deep in my, like, Beautiful. end game of, uh, end game of, like, a Forged in the Dark campaign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, just mm-hmm. manipulating as many rules as I can. <laughs> um, ah. You know what would be dumb? because So, now that you have given me this information, I have no reason not to assume that at some point 
someone's just gonna use both of those guns. So I'm gonna do something silly instead. Okay. This is this is fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm ready. I'm ready to hear it. I would like to perform a ritual. Okay. I would like that ritual to be the newly acquired big band members of the Teamsters <laughs> attempting to make another Excalibur. Let's go. Okay. Let's okay. go. Okay. Yeah. I can fuck with this. I can certainly fuck with this. Um, so yeah, that's 2d6 plus 2. Come on, roll high. Let's do it. We love that Excalibur so much. What if we made another one? We've had multiple weapons clone okay, here in one it. session. Okay. It's fine. Let's make another. All right. On a mixed success. Okay. So you're going to like, you get the thing, but it drains you. So you're going to take negative one ongoing. Maybe. Just kind of remember that as we move into stuff, basically, like you guys will have this, but you'll, <laughs> it's a, cause like, you know, obviously this is like a narrative thing. Thing that just allows you to do something as opposed to like gives mm-hmm. you a mechanical bonus right it gives you the narrative ability to to do x right um so just kind of remember that uh we won't it's fine i forget things all the time <laughs> um i mean it's until the next fashion turn and we're about to yeah yeah <laughs> there won't be another one so fuck it right um yeah so it's whenever i interact with a human yeah. next so so tell me what this looks like Oh god, what's the dumbest thing you can turn into Excalibur other than the things that they've turned into Excalibur already? Um <laughs> Right. So how this works is being a sword and therefore being need to be made of steel. They're like, where can you get steel from? <laughs> So, <laughs> someone decides, let's just, let's just go to a junkyard, take three discarded, um, like, muscle car engines, I just <laughs> try as hard as possible, like, just put them in a hole and generate as much heat as possible that we can turn it into, um actual shapeable steel everything that they try is supposed to be so not how actual uh blacksmithing works uh that you are they absolutely were half sure listening in class <laughs> oh yeah so, like about chemical reactions so what kind if of it's thing? not necessarily excalibur but they f- end up forging they end up making mjolnir i was thinking actually um <laughs> Um, was it Gunganir? Gunnir? The the spear. So, um Oh yeah. yeah. It's uh it's uh whose spear is it? Hold on a second. Spear of the god Yeah, oh it's Odin's There's- spear. Because it uh it, be- it, it basically it's like it will hit the target. It's a spear that can't miss, is the idea. I have, mm-hmm. if, if, if there's that spear, I've also just Googled, like, 
Did Guan Yu's staff have a name? <laughs> no, like I like Gungnir. Um so what's the dumb thing? What what is what is the one thing that would make absolutely positively no sense for this to shower curtain rod? Tension rod. <laughs> Tension rod with a jaguar hood ornament at the end of it that they found at the fucking oh <laughs> off of a car at the dump. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> If it shines in the light just right, you can see like almost like reminiscent of uh, license plates. Numbers. Maybe mm-hmm. if if you know you want to have a moment, it could be a significant number or something that the players get dropped. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is so stupid. I love it. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> No, because the reason why I love this in part is because I also like the idea that because they know so very little of what they're doing, they just know what their intention is, that the entire process is just watching four people in a hole full of um, iron on fire who are supposed to be seriously injuring themselves this entire time, but not. And then they just take out what they thought was supposed to be a lump of iron. And it's already a shower curtain rod and they're like nobody touched this nobody shaped this <laughs> we've the made dwarves story. we've made fantasy dwarves they're just that we've made they can make magical weapons they drink and they fight and they have no sense about them i mean ex- like they're they do ha- like they have a lot of weird similarities to the dwarves of Svaldelheim, uh which because they love ska too uh <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh my god uh yeah. yeah okay sick so yeah you have you now have like you have excalibur and gun gear uh oh, shit. you have a magical you have like the the sword of kings and a spear that cannot miss <laughs> mm-hmm Let's fucking yeah. go. Good job. Yeah, I love this a lot. And I'm just gonna close that scene by saying this is happening um like in the part of the field, like the there's a wide open field around the lab where the teamsters uh cook all their um monkshood. Mm-hmm. Um and like this is happening in a hole, like right in front of that um, building. And Pat like drives nearby, just like get other things from a, um, an office inside there. And she's like, "Oh, they're doing quote unquote library things again." <laughs> I'm gonna leave before something explodes, and then she just gets back in her car and leaves. <laughs> gets out. She doesn't get to see it. She doesn't get to see it be made. She just saw four scrawny-looking werewolves lean over a hole on fire, and then she decides she's not sticking around. Wonderful. So, if we're wrapping up, I have. I think I have one last thing for for the mountain here. Um, I I don't know when the players are going to return, uh, but I know that they will. The mountain has gained a debt on Cecily, and that kind of like passive, like 
something has changed gives him that gives gives them gives the mountain that sense of like okay they're coming back and so what i would like to do with my uh ill-gotten gains my ill-gotten power is i want to offer it up i have five power and i would like to send letters i would like to have a letter on the doorstep of each uh, of each player when they get home in their mailbox, it, they'll find it when they do. There's no rush, but they have uh, it's in that same kind of faded yellow envelope with the wax print of a thumb. Um, and in that letter, it, it says in no, it says in it says in vague terms, in exchange for power, run out, Pender in general run them out of town. What that power is, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't know. But what... I mean, it's probably arguably what I know different it, for everybody, too. Yeah, it's, it's truly a kind of a make-a-wish. A, hey, you want to talk to the devil? <laughs> <laughs> like, it is, but this is the devil coming to you going like, hey, I need to make a deal right now. And you look like someone who could make the most of it. And so it, it is each player gets that. And then with that last one power that is being spread around the town to like anybody who wants to pick it up, anybody who wants a piece of that power, each player is getting more, but like the teamsters and the, the crafts and creative society and just like any schmuck on the street, truly like if you want to throw in, we're throwing in. Yeah. If you will go after them, I will know, and I will support you. Um, is this offer also made to Cecily, or is this more, or is it like, is Cecily's letter more of like, uh, the offer is still made to mm-hmm. Cecily. I'm not cashing in my okay. debt. I'm not. I'm not saying you have to do this. I'm saying this is what I want. Like this. It, this is a thing that is happening, and truly, just going like, all right, figure it out from okay. here. Okay. Well. We will see how the other side reacts to that once they get oriented from their fun time adventure. Um, All right. Well, that brings us to the close. I'm going to give you a warning. Nichelle, I'm going to call on you here in a moment. I'm giving you a heads up this time. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. um, With me... Wow. Uh, with me today has been Nichelle. Hi. It's Nichelle. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, I'm still not good at these things. You you know this. If you, 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 have, if you, time. you have, have time. You have time. If you listen this far, you already heard my spiel in the beginning. That's all. Um, and, uh, Brandon. Hi, everybody. It is I, Brandon O'Brien. I am a poet, writer, and game designer from Trinidad and Tobago. You can find me almost everywhere on the internet at The Rising Tithes. That's T-I-T-H-E-S. Uh, and I have a website that is also my newsletter at brandonobrien.xyz. And Riley. And I'm Riley Hopkins, badfuckingpodcast.com on Blue Sky. Uh, all my other shit is mostly at moonshotpods.com. And it's bad fucking uh, podcasts, right? Fucking. Fucking. Uh, in, I-N. No, no G. No G. Okay. Yep. 
right, yep, I'm gonna yep, try and find you on podcast. Blue Sky. I need to. Uh, I need. Uh, <laughs> I need better follows. <laughs> I I am happy. You know that I can't get into this right now, but <laughs> in Blue Sky they're called skeets. I'm happy to to no, they're not. No, we're not. Uh, <laughs> that is a, that is what they're called. I don't make the rules. It is true. Um, <laughs> and I'm Brian. Um, you can find me and the podcast uh, on Blue Sky uh, at Roomware Pod. I don't know if the at is this. Anyways, it's Roomware Pod. That we're Roomware Pod everywhere. Um, the check out our Discord. Uh, we're we've got to do some revamping. They'll probably be revamping in the new year. Uh, but keep an eye over there. Um, but most importantly, honestly, come join our Discord community. That's our, frankly, our social media of choice. It's a great Discord community. Everybody's real, real super fun there. Um, you can come talk about not just the podcast, but, you know, any old thing, but mostly Baldur's Gate. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, all right. Well, that is it uh i'll i will see you audience soon um goodbye forever i guess (laughs) (laughs) goodbye forever we guess (laughs) 